RugbyRenegade.com, the number one online strength and conditioning program for rugby. Are you ready to get bigger, stronger, fitter, and faster and dominate your opposition? Welcome to the Rugby Renegade Podcast, where we build machines. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Rugby Renegade podcast. My name is Jamie Bain and today I interview strength and conditioning coach at the Blue Bulls in South Africa, Gaffer Lucan. Uh, it's a really good podcast. It's got a really good balance of kind of insight into, you know, the life of an S&C coach and some of the work he does. Um, and then also some really good take-home points, uh, some great stuff about um, training to put it on size and doing it the right way. Um, so have a listen and let us know what you think. Hi Gaff, welcome to the Rugby Renegade podcast, great to have you on. Uh, why don't we start by you uh, just telling our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got into strength and conditioning in rugby. Uh, hi Jamie, uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my strength and conditioning background, uh, well, I, I, I studied um, in back in 2004, I uh, completed my studies in uh, sports and exercise science, or, or that's when I started. Um, and then uh, I finished in uh, finished my degree, my undergrad degree in 2008. And then um, in 2005, um, I I got selected for the Western Province I continue one um, side, and uh, that's where I met uh, the, con- the con the the current conditioning coach of the Stormers at the moment, uh, Stefan de Toy. Um, and yeah, I think that's where with everything started. That's where I decided to pursue a career in strength and conditioning. Um, I learned quite a lot from him. I was quite interested in in his methods and the way he did things. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it started um, when I with with um, meeting up with with Steph. And then uh, my first job as a strength and conditioning coach, um, I would say, started in. Uh, 2007, I uh, I played for 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 a local club, a semi-professional club uh, in Cape Town, and they uh, approached me and asked if I if I could do the strength and conditioning for the club as well. So I was kind of a, like a player player coach um, with them. And then uh, once I graduated um, in a, in my honours degree in, in sports and exercise science, I uh, took up a contract. A provincial contract uh, with uh, one of the smaller unions in the country, um, and there again, uh, I learned a lot from the conditioning coach uh, at the Leopards. It's one of the smaller unions um, in the country. Uh, I think I was there for about two, a year and a half, two years, two seasons before I came back to Cape Town. Uh, played uh, played a bit of local club rugby again, and then uh, the club I played for was head coach. He uh, he started a, a rugby academy uh, for for boys in school in, in high school, and uh, he approached me asking if I wanted to do, uh, head head up the condi- the conditioning aspect of his academy. And there, so there again, um, it's a bit of uh, experience there as well as a, as a standard conditioning coach. And then, uh, yeah, I travelled quite a bit, and then shortly after that, I. I took up another contract um, up in George, a place called George in the Western Cape uh, for the SWD Eagles. And um, yeah, I played there about for a year, a year and a half. And then at the end of that year, um, SA Rugby uh, decided to uh, 
go out to the small unions and uh, develop rugby in those regions and uh, opened up uh, uh, rugby academies in those regions. And uh, yeah, and then the coach of the academy at the, at the time asked me if I, if I would be interested in, in taking a job. That would obviously mean that I do uh, uh, retire from, uh, from, from rugby, uh, from playing the game. Uh, it's a quite difficult decision, but uh, I think back now, uh, I'd say that uh, it's probably one of the, the better decisions I've made. And um, yeah, so I uh, at the, I was at the academy for about two, from 2000, end of 2013 to about 2015. Um, at the same time, because I worked for SA Rugby, uh, I got opportunities to work with, uh, with the SA school side, with the national school side, and uh, with the SA under 20 side, um, working with uh, the current uh, conditioning coach of the Springboks now at the moment, Dr. Warren Adams. He was the conditioning coach of the juniors at the time. So learning again a lot from him. And then uh, in 2014, 2015, I took over the, the senior side, the side that I played for, the SWD Eagles, the professional side. Uh, yeah, so I took over the conditioning with, with, the, with the senior side. And then, uh, yeah, in 2016, the beginning of this year, I got an opportunity to uh, move down to Pretoria with the Bulls. And, uh, yeah, that's where I find myself now, with the, the Bulls. I'm going into my second uh, at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. so tell us a little bit about um, about your role at, at the Bulls and, uh, you know, what are kind of some of the challenges you've got working in Super Rugby? And I know you do a lot with the, some of the academy players trying to bring them up through. Yeah, yeah, um, my role at, at the moment, uh, well, past season that passed and, uh, and, and this upcoming season, um, obviously the Super Rugby side is the, that's, that's the, that's the main side, that's the side we want to be, who needs to be successful for the union. Um, so we are about four trainers, four strength and conditioning coaches, and we all um, focus on, on the super rugby side, especially during the pre upcoming preseason now, um, trying to uh, have uh, smaller groups um, and one uh, one trainer with like four, four five players, uh, sorry, four or five players in the gym, as opposed to one trainer with, with the whole squad. So more... Um, you know, one-on-one -on -one type uh, training with uh, with the players, making sure that they uh, do the exercises right, making sure that uh, we give them full attention. Um, so that's that's my role with the Super Rugby side, and then also with the with the juniors. Um, the year, uh, the season that passed, I worked with the um, the Blue Bulls under 21 side, and um, yeah, I would if I could say the challenges. Um, but especially, especially with working with youngsters, um, a lot of them coming 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 from schools not not being used to a professional environment. Um, so, getting making getting them used to training for training three four sessions a day as opposed to just the one after school, for example. Um, yeah, e uh, eating properly, getting their diets um, up up to standard. Uh, making sure that they're getting enough um, nutrition uh, pr uh, before and after training sessions, uh, making making sure that the that the guys uh, know the importance of recovery um, after after sessions and uh, and yeah. So uh, uh, for me, it's just those are some of the some of the challenges I would say, especially say working now with uh, with the juniors and uh, and but but I found that. 
uh, education, uh, constantly teaching them um, about about the importance of things like eating well for rugby, uh, if you want to be, be a professional rugby player, or recovery uh, techniques after training. Um, I found that edu- education is probably the, the main thing. And uh, slowly but surely, I think uh, that uh, we're getting somewhere with them, for the youngsters. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. I think yeah, education is is pretty key. Sometimes you take for granted that um, you know that they should know it all, but obviously, especially in your environment, they're coming through into a new, you know, high performance environment, and and you've got to teach them quite a lot yeah. to to get them hit the ground running, so to speak. Now, um, yeah. we always try and get kind of eek uh, coaches uh, sort of S and C philosophy um, when we interview them on the podcast, and it's sometimes kind of difficult. So maybe the best way to start is kind of what are the sort of fundamentals in in the way you do things. Um, well, fundamentals. Um, yeah, for me, it's just about uh, do the basics really, really well, and um, yeah, and and to be consistent in whatever you do. Um, I find that uh, too many times. Um, well, in the past, personally, myself, when I just started out um, trying to do too many things um, at one time, um, so instead of so instead of that. Uh, doing that uh, for me it's just about doing the basics really well if you if you want to become a faster rugby player uh, do do sprint training if you want to be stronger uh, make sure you you lifting as heavy as, as heavy as possible obviously um, technique before before load but um, yeah those are all the basics instead of um, trying to do too many things uh, in the past I've uh, tried to do I've tried to do a bit of CrossFit and then a bit of uh, strong man flipping tires or uh, 20 or 10, 10 to 15 different exercises in one training program because, you know, you want to keep the players uh, stimulated. But, um, yeah, as as the, the, as I've grown with experience, I've found that if you do the basics really well, uh, for example, squatting, the guys can squat every day. I'll, I'll be happy as long as they, their technique is sound. Um, you have steady progression uh, and increasing intensity um, steadily, uh, and the guys are activating the posterior chain um, while squatting, uh, getting the the correct uh, depth while squatting, um, and basically it's getting the full benefit of the specific exercise. If they're doing that um, every day or every second day, twice, thrice a week. Um, They'll, they'll become better in a specific exercise instead of jumping from different uh, four or five different uh, squad variations. So, so yeah, for me, it's the basics to do the basics really well and to be consistent. Um, to be consistent, again, like I said, um, not try too many new things, uh, just uh, choose exercises that has been proven to work and uh, steadily increase intensity and progression throughout. And then... Um, yeah. Also for me, um, ticking all ticking all the boxes uh, as a conditioning coach, uh, making sure every day that ticking the boxes are my players strong enough. Um, can they move well? Are they fit? Um, when I say strong, um, I don't mean strong in the gym chasing numbers necessarily. Um, so it doesn't really matter how much you can squat or how much you can bench press. It's uh, when I say st- are my players strong enough. Are they dominating contact? Um, the, the the opposite number can they can they beat him 
physically both on attack and defense. Um, and then can can a players move? Can can now can, can the prop from the prop to the fullback can they move effectively um, in all directions? Um, can my can my prop um, beat his opponent with his feet with with agility? Um, can he attack space by accelerating into a gap? Um, can he do it just as well as the wing can? Um, so for me, movement is also very important. And then obviously, um, fitness uh, is is key. Uh, can the can the athlete perform uh, high intensity, uh, high intensity efforts uh, repeatedly for the for the full 80 minutes? Um, so yeah. So as long as I'm ticking ticking those boxes, are they strong enough? Can they move? Are they fit? Um, yeah. That's that's important for me and do the basics really well. Yeah, definitely. I think you, you hit nail on the head there. You kind of you, you stick with the basics, get them, you know, improve them physically, make sure it can transfer yeah. to the sport and, and that they can, can repeat it in a game as well, definitely. Um Yeah. Yeah. No, now like when I well, and I'm sure a lot of people when they look at South African players, like you tend to produce some, you know, real beasts, some massive guys. Um yeah. now it it's not always important to put on size on players on rugby players but if it is a weakness of theirs and they need to put on a bit of muscle mass how do you sort of uh, go about that yeah um like you said uh, in south africa uh we are well hopefully we we kind of moving away from that um trying to um produce more skillful um more explosive more uh yeah players that can that can attack space um I, I can say definitely at the Bulls we we are we are attempting that. But yes, in the past definitely um, South Africa was known for their physicality, having big big players. Um, I think maybe in school still, uh, in school at school level still maybe the to, uh, the coaches are too focused on getting players uh, big. Um, I'm not saying that it, that a player shouldn't get big, but obviously there are other aspects of the game. Um, that should focus on as well, but yeah, um, getting bigger um, for me would be I would I would definitely start or implement um, a good hypertrophy or uh, training for size in the preseason. That's where that's where that's where I would focus on it, um, getting bigger um, in the preseason. Um, for me, it's also. Maybe free, uh, if you're looking at frequency, how many times a week? Uh, because you're in the preseason, you, you there, there are no games uh, weekends. You can afford to, to to train three to five times a week. Um, put in some some good volume over there with uh, with hypertrophy work. Um, what I like to do, what 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 worked well for me as a player and as well with um, with the team that I've worked with. Um, about if you have if you have about four four sessions a uh, a week. Uh, two upper body sessions and two lower body sessions um, with, uh, with about four, 48 hours uh, between uh, before training the, the same muscle group again. Uh, so, for example, Monday um, and Thursday I would train upper body and then uh, Tuesday and Friday, for example, I would train lower body. And um, yeah, for, in, for hypertrophy, uh, intensity would be uh, 45 to 60% of your, of your one rep max. And uh, yeah, about six to twelve, eight to twelve reps, three to four sets uh, work quite well. Um, and yeah, also besides uh, the, the actual gymming part, I feel 
diet, um, your diet plays a big role also in, uh, in getting bigger. Um, you have to make sure that you're getting in enough protein, uh, good carbs before and after uh, training sessions. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also with, uh, with getting bigger, it's, 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 it's difficult with the rugby players when it comes to, to, to running as well, because, um, I've, uh, running is a, uh, sorry, rugby is a, is a running based and a contact sport, obviously. Um, so players has to, have to be strong and fit, uh, but, uh, yeah, with the, with the running, obviously, is a bit, with running and, and trying to get bigger, there's a bit of interference there as well. But uh, if you, what I found, if you, if you have enough time uh, during your preseason, for example, 8 to 12 weeks or during a preseason, this will now probably, this probably, um, probably goes to uh, amateur or semi-pro players where they have a long season before, a uh, long break between, between seasons. So what I found was if uh, if you if you have a, lo- a long enough preseason, um, maybe try in the first four to five weeks. Just focus focus. The, the main focus is the gym, getting bigger, getting stronger, and then um, maybe from the middle to the end of the preseason, start start running. And by the, and by that time, you uh, you've developed some some good muscles um, muscle size and strength in the gym. Um, on the other end. Uh, if you don't have that much time, uh, for example, uh, when I go back now with uh, with, the, with the Bulls, we have about five. We have only five weeks before we break up again, so there's no time to uh, to split it up. So if you have, you have to do the fitness aspect, the running aspect, team training, as well as gym. Um, so what I what I want to try is I haven't um, I've, I've read some articles about it and did some research um, doing the. The fitness aspect, the team training aspect, running aspect um, of of rugby earlier in the day, um, and ending off um, my gym my gym sessions uh, at the end uh, or last that's being being the last session in, during the day. Um, yeah, just to can I say making sure that uh, the guys end the day in in an anabolic state, if I can, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, definitely some great, some great sort of take-home tips there for anyone trying to put on size. Thanks for that, Gaff. Um, now, this is a question we we ask all our all our guests on the podcast. What do you think is the biggest mistake rugby players make when it comes to strength and conditioning? Well, the biggest mistake. Um, well, I would say a lot, a lot of. Okay, um, going back to the example of of, of the answers I work with, um, coming from schools, a lot of them. Um, Train like train like bodybuilders if I can if I can put it that way. Um, when I say train like bodybuilders, um, they train muscles and not and, and not movements. Um, for for me, uh, training isol- uh, using uh, um, isolated exercises. I'm, I'm not saying that there's no place for that, but obviously maybe uh, in in your preseason, early in your preseason, um, when you when you when you work on hypertrophy. But um, for me, yeah. Uh, Players, especially the youngsters, uh, train uh, train muscles and not movements. Um, yeah, they, for me, it's all about uh, performing exercises that will transfer to the field and improve performance. And if it's not doing that, then it's not going to be my program. A lot of the times, my players, uh, when giving the programs, uh, they ask me, Gaff, uh, where, where's the bicycles, where's the tricep uh, dips and things like that. Um, but yeah, for me, um, by all means, do it. Do it at the end of your program. But for me, especially... 
during an in season we don't have much much time um so we focus on the exercises that uh that will transfer to the or that will improve performance um so i think that's 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 a mistake that, that a lot of players make um also on on that of training like bodybuilders um a lot of them focus on on the concentric uh, aspect or concentric contractions uh, during training not really emphasizing on on the other two contractions uh isometric and eccentric uh, which is just as important um, for performance um and then yeah a lot of a lot of guys also tend to go too heavy i think um uh, for me it's technique first and then and low second so yes you want to you want to lift as heavy as possible to get stronger for rugby to activate those uh those fast twitch muscle fibers but at the same time it's a gradual process especially if you're training if you if you if you have a, a young training age, if I can say that, um, yeah, I would progress gradually and uh, not not rush into 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 load or increase my weight too quickly. Um, and I find that especially guys trying to uh, trying to lift heavier than they might, um, and yeah, it often leads to injury or uh, uh, poor technique and uh, not not. Uh, Activating or not uh, working the the specific muscles that we want to that we want to work, and then uh, yeah, also maybe another mistake that a lot of players make. Uh, we tend to focus too much on hypertrophy and strength. Uh, I'm not saying that obviously hypertrophy and strength is very important. It's it's, it's a foundation um, for a rugby player when it when it comes to uh, strength training, but uh, I feel a lot of people. A lot of players, athletes, don't focus on 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 power training, um, move, moving the bar as as quick as possible, or jumps, or medicine ball throws, or ballistic training. Players, um, yeah. So uh, th- those are some of the some of the um, yeah some of the things I do I to deal with with players. It again comes down to education, um, teaching them. Um, or, or educating them as to why we do what we do, and that at, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's not about looking good or looking the part. Yes, that's a benefit, but uh, at the end of the day, it's about can can the things that we do in the gym will it help with performance? Will it transfer onto the field and make you a better player? So yeah, then that's answering the question. The question. Yeah, definitely couldn't couldn't agree more with that, Gav. Um, yeah. Again, this is this is a question that comes up quite a lot because we get more and more sort of wannabe S&C coaches um, getting in touch with yeah. us. And and what's your advice for, for an upcoming strength and conditioning coach in the industry? Um, yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a question that I that I get a lot from from fellow uh, strength and conditioning coaches that uh, um, that are still trying to try not try to get into the industry. Um, it's tough. It's, 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 tough. Um, it's, a, it's a small industry. Uh, there's not many jobs, if I can put it that way, or all the all the, the 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 jobs that that everyone wants, or the the good jobs, the big jobs. There's lots of competition for it, and um, sometimes you have to uh, work for for lower wages, um, uh, and on your way or, or, or working your way up. Um, so yeah, so the advice I would I would give is a uh, Try and try and improve your skills all the time. Um, try and read read up or read articles, read 
with articles of the time train, um, attend workshops, um, attend workshops, uh, do extra courses to improve yourself as a coach. Um, also try and, um, if you can, help help other strength and conditioning coaches, whether even if you're not gaining anything, anything from it, you're not making any, any money from it, you never know what might come from, from, from helping another coach. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's just about trying to improve yourself, um, to be better than you were um, yesterday. And then, uh, yeah, uh, set a, I would also say set a standard um, for those around you, especially your players. Um, it's important to, to lead by example. Uh, be on time, have a good work ethic, uh, bring energy. Always bring energy to all your sessions. Uh, sometimes, uh, for some reason, the players might uh, might uh, might be uh, fatigued or some personal problems they might be having at home. But uh, who knows? The energy that you bring to the session might rub off on them and uh, might change the attitude. So yeah, for me, uh, bring energy to sessions and uh, always be prepared. Um, personally, I like to I like to always all my sessions are always. Um, well prepared um, for um, for my players, and then uh, yeah, go go the extra mile. Uh, you should be surprised uh, how our players, especially youngsters, how they appreciate uh, if you go the extra mile for them. So so yeah, um, that's basically my my advice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely uh, good advice for anyone looking to get in the industry. Yeah. Um, now we were talking a little bit before. Um, and you've you've just come back in from a bit of holiday and, and you're sort of planning yes. um, planning pre-season. Uh, I thought it should be a good yes. insight for for the listeners and what sort of goes on this time of year and what sort of ideas you've got in terms of uh, pre-season and, and the plan for building into the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, we've we've got uh, a slightly shortened uh, uh, pre-season this year, um, uh, so. So, so, so we have about five weeks. Um, so for me, uh, the, the focus would be um, with, um, with with the side that I'm involved with. Um, is basically making sure that uh, we pick we pick up where we where we left off uh, in the preseason uh, last year. Um, a lot of the guys again are still are still um, new to uh, high performance. Um, so yeah, for me, it's about teaching them the fundamentals, the basics. Doing it well, um, and making sure that uh, that the guys steadily and um, develop a lot of the youngsters that I've worked with. They'll be moving on to the to the Super Rugby um, to Super Rugby squad as well, which is a good thing. And um, hopefully, I'll be working with them as well. Um, like I said earlier, uh, the focus is the Super Rugby side, and all trainers um, work work with the Super Rugby side. So um, yeah, we'll. Let's see. So the, for the first for the Super Rugby side, the first week we will first week we'll do about, um, testing, and then uh, go through the program, um, gym program, and the um, team sessions. Uh, and we, we, I think we're going to focus a lot on on um, on movement uh, this this preseason, which we I don't think we did we did too much uh, last season. So. We focus a lot on, on, on players' speed, agility, uh, acceleration, top speed. So that's one focus that uh, us as, uh, us as uh, con, uh, strength and conditioning coaches want to focus on. Um, and then just, just continue with the gym work. 
obviously um the bulls is renowned for for power for power, power our power game so um we definitely won't let up on on that we'll we'll, we'll keep on building the bigger stronger players more powerful players um yeah but putting emphasis on 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 movement speed and agility and then uh, later on um just before the end of the season the super rugby super rugby squad would uh, is going on a training camp uh to George and um, yeah, they will continue with our conditioning over there up until December the 16th. Uh, we guys go go on, go on a break for during the Christmas period and the New Year, and then we should be back uh, the fourth or yeah, the first fourth or fifth in January. So that's basically how the how, what the planning looks like. Yeah, thank thanks for sharing that with us, Gaff. Now, lastly, where can where can people uh, learn a bit more about you? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't have a, a website. Uh, if you if you probably go onto the on the Blue Bulls website, there'll be a bit of information um, on me over there. And then just basically on social media, eh? um, on Facebook, uh, my name Gafur Luken. You can search for that. And then uh, on Twitter at Gaff underscore Luken. And then on Instagram as well. So uh, so yeah, basically social media. I would say that is maybe the best place. Then on the Blue Bulls website as well. Cool. Yeah. And, and we'll share we'll share links to that uh, on the the notes page. Um, Gaff, thank, thanks yeah. for you know sharing your time with us and giving us some you know some real good insights into work you're doing and and some actual you know some good training advice um, for for athletes and coaches. Um, thanks and uh, all the best for the upcoming preseason. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I'm real honoured. Thank you. So I think you'll agree, a really good podcast. Um, like I said, some great insight into training, um, uh, Gaff's training philosophy, and um, also some really good training tips that I'm sure you can apply straight away. So thanks, Gaff, for, for spending the time talking to us, and all the best for the preseason and uh, the rest of the season with the Blue Bulls. Uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, keep checking out rugbyrenegade.com. Uh, if you remember on our online subscription program, we've got a, hopefully an app coming out in the next month or so. So really looking for, forward to getting that that out so it's much easier to to keep up with speed with the training program uh, on the go. And uh, more podcasts to come. So please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, and give us a five-star review. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Renegade podcast. For more quality rugby strength and conditioning information, check us out at rugbyrenegade.com. Rugby Renegade, building machines.